There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning into the podcast. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh welcoming each and every one of our listeners, our international listeners, our local listeners, and even our southern listeners, the few that we have. And uh, we certainly appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, we're grateful for the opportunity to bring the Word of God through the podcast. And we thank God for those of you that listen, those of you that subscribe. I feel like the Lord has used the podcast, had folks again reach out to us this weekend about some things of the Word of God, things God has shown them, some questions, and how we rejoice. Please don't ever hesitate to reach out. If you don't know how to contact us, you can go to and some evangelists.com fill out the contact form, submit it. We get those emails. And as long as you leave a phone number or an email, we can contact you. Some folks contact us, ask us to reach out. They don't leave any kind of contact information. It's very hard to reach people. You don't know their phone number or address or their name. And so I ask you to do that. Feel free to reach us. We're in Genesis 14. I know we say we're in Hebrews chapter 7. We're in Genesis 14 today. And I want to read a couple of things beginning down partway through the word of God. This is the battle of the kings, the war of the kings. And verse 17, the Bible said this, The king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Kedalaomer and of the kings that were with him at the valley of Sheva, which is the king's dale. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, and notice it says king of Salem, not the prince, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. Now this is where some of that immutability we spoke of yesterday comes in, because he's received the blessing from Melchizedek. He has met Melchizedek, he has blessed him, and blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And the Word of God said this then, there's a period, and then a new sentence within that verse, and he gave him tithes of all. And so Abraham has come with the spoil. He's come from the battle, he's come with the spoil that God has given him, and he's come and then he's blessed Melchizedek with the spoil. That is the law of tithing. That is the doctrine of tithing. And you got these hyper guys today to say, well, tithing's not in the New Testament, but God has never changed that. It was in Abraham that he was blessed and he gave him a tenth of all things. That is the tithe. That's not the offering. That is the tithe. And he gave that to him gladly because it was God that had given him those spoils to begin with. And that's not even up for debate with me. And people can send emails or call all they want. It's not up for debate because God has never changed that. In fact, the last thing he told us, one of the last things he told us in the Old Testament, in the book of Malachi, is to bring you all the tithes into the storehouse. There would be room enough in my house. But then he also says, prove me herewith. He tells you to prove him that you can give to God and God will give back. He tells you that. 
And then men preach against tithing. I'm saying, well, they haven't proven it. And if you have ever proven it, you'll never preach against it again. You'll preach for it the rest of your days. And if you have proven that you can give to God and then trust God as he has given you above and beyond, you will then learn that also you can trust God continually with those tithes. And that is the doctrine of tithing. That's where this position of our church, the position of this podcast, with positions of the word of God stands, is that that tithe is brought into the storehouse. I was in a meeting not too long ago, and I told them one of the great blessings of the New Testament church is that we get to bring that tithe into the New Testament church. It's entrusted to the saints of God. It's entrusted to those that are part of that church to determine where that tithe is used, that they then can be a blessing to others. Modern day, and I know there's the anti-building movement, the anti-church movement, the anti-Christ movement. You can't separate them. And they come in and say, well, God never intended for us to have these big, beautiful buildings. And well, you know, we go to a little small country church. I hope that's not too ostentatious for some. And we have two porta potties outside the church. I hope that's not too overboard for some. But you realize we still got to pay the bills. We still got to pay for the porta potties. We still got to turn the lights on. And you say, well, you don't need electricity. Well, you'd have to put coal in the stove. And you have to put oil in the lamps. And somebody has to provide that. And so we, the blessing is that we can bring those tithes as Abraham did to Melchizedek. And I thank God for that. I rejoice that God allows me to have, to give under the ministry and the labor that God has called us unto. And I thank God for that. And the king of Sodom said to Abram, give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. And Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up mine hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth that I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou shouldest say, I have made Abram rich. Save only that which the young men have eaten, and the portion of the men which went out with me, Anar, Eskel, and Mamre, let them take their portion. And by the way, after these things, after Abraham withstood that king of Sodom, he gave his tithes to Melchizedek, and then Sodom wanted him to sell out. And Sodom wanted to buy him out. Abraham said, no, you'll not say that you had any blessings because of me. Absolutely not. The Lord God himself has done that. Lest you should say, I have made Abraham rich. You know, folks that don't tithe, they say, well, God is blessed. God is blessed. God, everybody says that. God has blessed me. If you get something free, God has blessed me. If you win the lottery, God has blessed me. If you dig up a gold coin, God has blessed me. It doesn't matter if you're a heathen, a reprobate. Everybody's been blessed of God. But do you realize that there are some people that God does not want to get credit for trying to prosper you? There are things that God, God does not want the credit that the lottery has for making somebody rich. God does not want that credit. God does not want the credit for a crooked businessman that robs and steals and cooks the books. God does not want the credit for that man prospering. Therefore, he's not going to take it. And that's what a lot of churches do. A lot of churches are prospering. They're very wealthy. They tear down their barns and build bigger barns rather than going and building new barns somewhere and planting churches somewhere. You say, oh, look at the blessings of God. And yet most of them have sold out to Sodom. Most of them have sold out to the king of Sodom. Most of them have already said, no, this is the blessing of Sodom. But it's after these things that the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision saying, fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. So this is the offering of tithes to Melchizedek. We start chapter 7 of the book of Hebrews for this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. 
to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all. That's what the word of God said. First, being inter- by interpretation, king of righteousness. After that, also king of Salem, which is king of peace. Now, I realize there's two ways to look at this. I've heard both debates. I've heard both arguments. We're just going to deal with what we believe on the podcast. And if that just bothers you, you're just going to have to accept that. You want to call me, call me. But the king of peace is not the prince of peace. The king of peace is not that prince, Jesus Christ. This is the king of righteousness, capital K. The king of Salem. And by the way, later on, Jerusalem which is king of peace, without father, so again we see this, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but notice what this says, but made like unto the Son of God, abideth a priest continually. So we know there's a separation between the Melchizedek priesthood and the Levitical priesthood. God is going to draw that line. God is going to define that in this scripture. We also see, according to this, according to the word of God, he's a man that had neither beginning of days nor end of life. Therefore, we know he's eternal. This is an eternal priesthood. This is an eternal priest. This is the king of peace, the king of righteousness. He's made like unto the son of God. It doesn't say he's like the son of God. It doesn't say that he is the son of God. He said he's like unto the son of God. Now, one of the things that, again, this is just doctrinal, and I don't blame folks for not understanding. I don't blame you. Listen, this is stuff. You get into some of these things, and brother, you'll wrap your head around this and bang your head against the wall and beg God to show you. And there's times you can't see it. There's times you can't figure it out. There's times you uh, can't. Uh, be involved in it. You have no idea. And my friend, and one of the things that people say all the time about this, they say, well, when when Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego are cast into the fiery furnace, the Bible says the form of the fourth is like the son of God. They say, well, he's like the son of God because it was Jesus Christ. Well, this said not like the son of God, but like unto the son of God. And therefore, the verbiage is completely different. This is a man who is, is, is very similar. This is a man who certainly we no doubt this is God. We understand that. He is God because he has no beginning of days nor end of life. He's like unto the Son of God. He's a continual priest. He is still a priest. His priesthood has never changed. Now consider how great this man was, unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tenth of the spoils. Therefore, that's how great, and just real quickly, I serve a great and a mighty God. I obey a great and a mighty book, the King James Bible. And my King James Bible tells me to give one-tenth of all that I have unto that great and mighty God. And I do that because this great and mighty king came before Abraham. Abraham knew full well who he was dealing with, and he gave him one-tenth of the spoils. And verily, they that are the sons of Levi who received the office of the priesthood, have a commandment to take tithes of the people according to the law, that is, of their brethren, though they came out of the loins of Abraham. So now he draws a distinction between the Levitical priesthood and the Melchizedekan priesthood. The Levitical priesthood came out of the loins of Abraham. The Melchizedekan priesthood had no beginning and no end. He's eternal in the heavens. But the Levitical priesthood 
They also took tithes in the pattern of Melchizedek from their brethren. Why? Because they were doing the priestly duty of God in the tabernacle of God, yet they came out of the loins of Abraham. But he whose descent is not counted from them received tithes of Abraham and blessed him that had the promises. So again, God distinctly separates Melchizedek from the priests of the Levite. God distinctly draws that line between them. And he tells you their descent is not counted from them that receive tithes of Abraham. They therefore have no part in Melchizedek. They themselves have no lineage to Melchizedek. They themselves are the descendants of Abraham, the seed of Abraham. And the word of God tells us, but yet they blessed him that had the promises. And without all contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. So without contradiction, the less. What is the lesser priesthood? The Levitical priesthood. Why? Because the better has blessed them. They've received the blessings of God through the better. And you see that all through the scriptures. You see, when man goes to the absolute best he can, and God blesses him and uses him, it's just like ministry today. Can I be honest with you? It's no different today. Those of us that preach, we stand in the pulpit and preach, and if we don't have the blessings of God, we fall flat on our face. Sometimes in shame, sometimes in contempt, humiliation, embarrassment. Yet, when God blesses it, it can be joyous, it can be convicting, it can be filled with the Holy Ghost. God can unctionize it, God can use it, God can strengthen it. So it is with Levitical priesthood. It's no different. He said, and here men that die receive tithes, but there he receiveth them, of whom it is witnessed that he liveth. And so therefore these priests die and they go to where he is, who? Melchizedek. And what do they see? They realize he still lives. So these Levitical priests would die. They were not eternal. Yet they received tithes of men. God made it so. They were the lesser blessed of the better. They were flesh. They were just like you and I. They had bodies uh, just like you and I. They were but flesh just like you and I. But the blessing they had was in Melchizedek. We'll talk about that later on in the week. Because we know these are priests forever after the order of Melchizedek. As I may say so, Levi also, who received tithes, paid tithes in Abraham. Why? Because he was but flesh. He paid those tithes in Abraham, yet he received tithes of men. For he was yet in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. So Levi had not yet been born. Of course, he's three generations after Abraham. He's the seed of Isaac, the seed of Jacob, who of course became Israel, and then the seed of Levi. And therefore, he was still in the loins of Abraham when Abraham met Melchizedek. If therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, and then his parentheses, for under it the people received the law. What further need was there that another priest should rise after the order of Melchizedek? It doesn't say Melchizedek would arise. It said another priest after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order of Aaron. And so if the people received the law, what further need was there for a further priest? Well, he's going to tell us that later on in the chapter. There is a further need that one would arise after the Levitical priesthood. Why? Because the Levitical priesthood is founded on men. The Levitical priesthood is founded on men that are not eternal. They die. 
Those men take tithes. They receive offerings. They perform the duty of God. They do all the things that God's called them to do as a priest, yet they are not eternal priests. And God is going to call one after the order of Melchizedek, who was an eternal priest. And God is going to call that man to be an eternal priest. For the priesthood being changed, there is made of necessity a change also of the law. In that, we see Jesus Christ fulfilling that law. Let me stop there. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church. 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption all at night. Now the angels of God are rejoicing For the prodigal child has come home And the saints all with gladness are singing The glorious song of the redeemed